0: the show. We're off. Already? Yeah. No mucking around. Be. Oh, Hang on. What's going on? Yeah, there we go. No, that's not quite right. What's going on? There we go.
1: G'day, Dan. Oh, g'day, Tim. How are you? Uh, yeah, not bad now, mate. Not bad. Good. It's nice to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here to help you test out your equipment mm. with these random interviews. Yeah they tell you what they're fun.
0: The one that he did yesterday, it was a good, it was a laugh. It was, um, it was two hours of just talking nonsense, really.
1: I like it. Yeah, a lot of fun. How was
0: your, how was your father's day today?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't do much, to be honest. Yeah, slept in, bacon and eggs in bed, and then cracked my first beer at two o'clock. Oh. Yeah. And then fixed the shower, and nice. uh, then had some champagne. Oh nice yeah, So it's, it's a random day I haven't had lunch yet Been a bit busy Yeah But it's been a, a Typical Father's Day Yeah
0: Nice Nice We got over to the pools Went over to the um, The Paraguay pools Got in early About 10 o'clock this morning That's a good time oh, It was great man The sun You know that house has got The open roof On the inside pool in there It was 40 degrees In the inside pool Yeah It was hot the open roof And the sun was coming through And you just lay on the steps In you know, like In this much water Half in and half out Like some sort of Pre-strike lizard, it was just great.
1: Mm, yeah, that's when I take the kids down 10 o'clock before it gets busy. And yeah, you kind of got to regulate your temperature in that oh. pool, you're in and out.
0: Outside pool was 30 degrees, inside was 40. Uh, I don't know the, I don't know if they heat the water slide water at all. It doesn't.
1: It doesn't uh, they it doesn't. do, but the, the problem with getting there early is that um, the hydro slides aren't on. No, they were on, they were, they were on. Yeah, that was a thing, I was surprised.
0: I Yelled out to one of the guys and said, "Are they open?" He went, "Yeah." I looked; they didn't look like they were. And then, as I walked over, the gate was open, and yeah, we were sliding at ten thirty in the morning. That's a bonus. Yeah, it's it's a good spot. Just needs needs some work. Just needs some investment put in there. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, it's clean. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just yeah. It's just it just looks up. tired. <clears throat> it needs a Reno. Yeah,
0: paint some tiles, that kind of thing. It would look it would look real good.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm. that's a good spot. It's a good uh, good asset for. Paraguay, that place. Paraguay. Paraguay. Paraguay.
0: Oh, I noticed you brought your second.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I thought I saw you had your first on the last one, and I thought we're going to talk about this, but then you've you've quickly hidden the first. Now now it just looked like second rate.
0: (gasps) I pulled the first out purely to stir up Matt, just to to stir him up. I knew he'd have a laugh. Uh,
1: yeah, well, you didn't deserve it, really, but um, <laughs> you've got it.
0: Look, I think, I think it just came down to um,
1: <clears throat> the other guy, <laughs>
0: T- Todd's ability to drive. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, no, you were getting, you were getting better. I'm just pissed off because we were leading that whole, like three quarters of the way, and then the last couple of laps you guys took over. It's just, yeah. I,
0: I just don't know how Shane didn't win that first race. He completely dominated the second race. I
1: don't know how Matt didn't win at all. I guess oh, yeah. his whole gig. Yeah, you know, I feel bad for him. Yeah, but he's a bad person, so it's yeah. karma.
0: Second, at least, at least you've got some incentive to improve, I suppose. You know, for yeah, for me, what's, what's the
1: point? Yeah, well, we can go both ways from here. You can't. Mm. True.
0: I can only stay where we are or we'll go backwards. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so how was your Father's Day? Good,
0: yeah, Oh, real good, the kids are awesome, you know, got a nice card and draw, a drawing of me from Locke and Willa made me breakfast in bed and it looked it looked professional, man. Well, honestly, I took a photo of it and sent it to my dad and said, happy Father's Day, this is what I got and it's like scrambled eggs. What did you get? Scrambled <laughs> eggs, coffee, toast, it was a really good job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I did get it I did get a happy happy Father's Day painting as well. But yeah. it was just happy Father's Day painted on a A four. Yeah. That was good enough. We'll hang that up. Yeah for next time.
0: No, that's what you want. That's good. It's mm. give me one second. I've something over here that I meant to bring over. I forgot.
1: Oh, a bit of a plug.
0: Yeah, I I, sh- I should do a shameless plug for Mumma's Brew Shop. Alcoholic kombucha. It's good gear. It is good. mama's dot I tried to get some, but it was sold out. It? Was it it's so popular? Oh, yeah, it's it just is. Just delicious. Right. Just one moment. Mm. There we go.
1: That's quenching my thirst. Do
0: you remember? <laughs> remember that day you were here? And you were taking those photos outside. You know, oh, was yeah, yeah, photos yeah. of you yeah. posing with it. They were good shots. We should find them. They were actually really
1: good shots. I thought they were good too. Yeah, um, yeah like because you know, like. I know that Renee has, you know, her kind of look when when she does the social media for the for the, you know, the 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 photos that she does. I reckon I nailed it. Oh,
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. I thought though, I I think if you had, if you were a little younger, and like maybe had a, the big beard, you'd be more in the target market yes. they were looking
1: at at that stage. Yes, yes.
0: But in terms of just a quality product shot, yeah, it was great. We'll have yeah. to dig those out. Well, it
1: was mostly the shirt and the glasses, to be fair.
0: Yeah, but, captured the feel of summer. It did. Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was like was it. you could feel the hot air breeze blowing through your hair, and you could hear the, the eagles playing in the background.
1: Especially the last one that was capturing binge drinking. <laughs> I can't remember yeah, what the last a... one was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was only water. I wasn't actually. I wouldn't waste it.
0: Uh, very good. <sighs> um, yeah. How's your rum expeditions going?
1: Uh, it's, it's, it's going really well. Um, you just need to find the time to really invest in it, you know, so trying to run like an actual day job Mm. and then trying to run a distillery on the, in the spare time, time's a challenge. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy with how it's coming along. We're up to like iteration number 12 at the moment. So we've finished, like basically got to a point where we've got, the rum is as good as we can get it. We've got the coffee as good as we can get it. And all we, all we have to do now is start making it. So it's been, you know, the best part of two years in the making. Yeah. But we've got a point now that we have a product that we're really happy with. And, uh, yeah, it's just about finding some time to do it. And I I did bring some samples, Tim, if, if, if you want to... If you're interested in having a little bit. Yeah,
0: for sure. Are you... Are you um, focusing on? When you say the product, are you focusing on two products, like the the rum on its own, and then the coffee liqueur, or just the coffee one?
1: What do you? So we've got the rum liqueur, which is the coffee liqueur infused rum. Oh. The only other product we've got is the barrel aged oh. rum and those are the two things that we do. They're two different rum recipes and two different aging techniques. The show pony is the rum luwak. So what we do with that is we take uh, Kopi luwak coffee, and it's, just to be clear, it's wild harvested. It's not caged. Mm -hmm. uh, Kopi luwak. So the civets are wild. This is from Indonesia, isn't it? This is from Indonesia, Yep. yep. So we take that coffee, and then we... Go through a process of, uh, you know, basically making an espresso with it. That sits on one point, and then with our rum, our rum for that uh, product uh, is made with 100% fair trade organic mascabado sugar, and then we ferment that over about a month, and then those two things get blended, and that's our rum lauak. So it's 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 basically an espresso shot uh, and a rum at the same time.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah, I've, I've, try, I've tried it before. You've given me samples before. It's a beautiful product. Mm. Like if you're going to make an affogato, have some ice oh, yeah, cream.
1: Ice cream. Pour yeah. that over it. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about trying to make some shots. Like how, how would you blend it into shots? Like would you use uh, Amarula cream? Would you use like a, a, a ginger or a vanilla or mm. something to make? small shots yeah because I, d- I don't think other than uh like a um uh coffee martini I-, I don't think there's a lot you can do with it um in terms of cocktails because I think it's best just to have it as it is you know so nice and intense
0: yeah yeah okay Although it would be good in a cock, it would be good in a cocktail. Anything that wanted that coffee and a bit of a punch from the from the rum yeah, and those it, rich flavours. It
1: would make a good black Russian. Like you could pretty much just put that with Coke. That would be about it. Mm. You know, but um, have yeah. You, have you tried that? I have. Yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a fair bit spare from yeah. all the practicing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we put it to the test. <laughs> it passed uh it, it, it passes straight away but yeah. you just the quality control you have to you know make sure it's good the second and the third time as well so <laughs> you know does it have longevity <laughs> can you keep going but no i mean it's rare as rock and horse shit you know so yeah it's not one you really want to mix and like just quaff it it's, it's one to have it's like a finisher you know yeah. it's, it's the thing you share talk and 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 that's it. Savor it. It's a, it's not a, a
0: real premium piece, a premium sort of product at yeah, the end of the meal, and focus yeah, on it for the a coffee's
1: while. so rare, right? Yeah. And and the sugar is is um you know it's not a common sugar. It's not like going down to the supermarket and buying a bag of white sugar. Mm. You know, it's like fair trade organic mascovado. You, you can't buy a lot of it, yeah. and it's expensive. So it's 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 expensive to make. It's it's hard to make because we we try and keep the absolute best organic fair trade wild stuff we can get so there's there's not a lot of, not a lot of it so if we do a, a run you know we might be lucky if we can make in a month between six and 12 bottles like that's it yeah and it's a serious amount of coffee goes into that too yeah you know so it's <clears throat> the the cost is huge but I want to say the product speaks for itself but everybody's got a different taste but um, in, in terms of you know ultra premium handmade I often say to, to people that th- this would be one of the few products where I've I've literally been involved in every single drop that goes into every single bottle. Every part of it is hand done. Mm. You know, and <clears throat> even when we're tasting to get the uh, heads and hearts and tails off and the coffee, if, it, if it's not up to, to spec, it's gone. Like we don't put it in the bottle unless it's yeah. Passes the taste test.
0: And so the rum that you build that, the base rum for that, saying that's different to the other
1: cask aged rum yep. that you produce. So so the barrel-aged rum is more of a traditional rum, <clears throat> so we, we use molasses for that. Mm-hmm. We use molasses and we put that through a pot still. It comes out much lower percentage alcohol, but basically we can run a pot still with a molasses wash and put that into a barrel. The barrels that we use are virgin oak, so it's a little bit different that we're not recycling like traditional rums do, but again I'd I'd like to try and change people's concept of what rum is that that rum can be as classy as cognac if you make it well enough so we 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 try and follow that path so we we use very 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 like the best ingredients we can possibly use in the best gear and age it in the best barrels fermented with the best yeasts you know so it's not just throwing together, Like it's, there's, there's a lot of thought and process has gone into it. So, yeah, I've, I have brought both. I, I did bring a little bit of the, the barrel aged rum. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still aging at the moment, so I'd like to keep it in there for a bit longer. So it's a little bit green and, and hasn't quite got the golden colour I'm looking for yet. So it's probably another six months before we pull that off.
0: The colour comes out of the wood of the barrel.
1: Colour comes out of the barrel. Yep. Yeah. It
0: comes out clear. Of the product when you take it out of the still, of course, it's still oh, so it's just a clear yeah. white spirit.
1: Clearer than tap water. So, yep.
0: so when you see those dark rums, things like that, you know, like a, is that just they've been they've been aged in a barrel that's been burnt or something to give it a yeah, yeah, yeah. dark so they, colour?
1: They, so they, they generally recycle things like um, wine barrels or whiskey barrels or port cherry barrels. So there's a lot of residual color in the barrel, Um, but some of the cheaper, darker rums, you know, they will color them, you know, to to give them color. So so they because there's like rum has a brand, right? Like generally, if you if you speak to rum, you think of navy, you think of pirates, you think of dark rum and yo ho ho, you know, and and that's where a massive chunk of the population's mindset is, you know, trying to Crack a market on an ultra premium rum, like you've got quite a thin wedge you're working with, you know. Mm. So, part of the fun's like actually convincing people that rum isn't what you think it is. Mm. And when I give it to customers at work and you, you you give them a rum, they just like they literally cannot believe it's rum. They're like, is, yeah. this, is this rum? It's rum. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they're thinking it's scotch or whiskey or something else. Yeah. Because they are used to the syrupy, sickly, you know mass-manufactured, sweetened
0: rums. and a lot of them are. I know as a as a kid growing up, you know, when you start to go drinking things, the rums that we would have, Bundaberg rum, was oh. the rum that we saw. And the thing that it reminds me most of, do you remember when you used to have at school, those spirit copiers? It's showing how old I am. But you remember those things you used to like pour fluids into it yeah. and it was before a photocopying machine? The smell of that. Whatever alcohol was in that—that's yeah. what—that's what Bundy Rum reminds me of. I,
1: I, I swear that stuff is fermented in old farmers' boots. Mm. It's, it's the worst. Mm. Like, not even going to apologise to Bundaberg for that one. It's bad. Like, get some game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the the really old stuff is good. You know, the, the real select stuff's not bad. Yeah. But just that yellow label Bundaberg's probably by far the worst rum on the planet. Popular though. Very popular in Queensland, and yeah. yeah, like they're very patriotic. Yeah, you know, but um, what well, average IQ were thirty up there? So, you know, <laughs> that's what they're working with. You're not from Queensland, are you? Yeah, no, New South, <laughs> New South Wales.
0: Although they'd say the same about me, but <clears throat> yeah,
1: um, yeah, man, we should try a little bit if you've got some. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, what we'll do is we'll try the um. I'll actually try some of the barrel aged stuff first because it's less intense. Mm-hmm. So this is the white rum that's this one's been aged for about 6 months. And it's 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 it is overproof. You know, we're we're talking about 50%. So it's just a bit over. Thank you. What you would normally have in a
0: Well you'd normally have something at what, forty percent, would you?
1: Is that uh yeah, we try and shoot forty two. But anywhere between forty forty and forty four, forty six, forty eight. You know, you can get cask cast strength uh rums which are really high. But um, you know, they get a bit too intense.
0: Oh, that is Smooth, just beautiful. Like you say, that's I can see people would go. That's is that a rum? It's like a that's like a smooth, silky
1: scotch or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, cause it's dry, right? Yeah. So it's not syrupy or sugary or any of that. You know, it's 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 fermented right down. We we dried that one out with um, champagne at the very end, champagne yeast, to really get that last little kicker on it. And uh, aging in the oak does add like a. Slight tanniny complexity to it, which which gives you the perception of dryness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm. it's it's nice and warm, smooth. That's a really
0: really um, sophisticated tasting spirit. That's good, not too strong. Yeah, it's Sm- yeah
1: yeah smells good. Yeah, we try and make it classy. You know, it's like everything's just just pulled back and balanced just enough. Everything's just right mm-hmm. nothing really jumps out and goes Ah, oh, it's hot or oh it's oaky or you know oh it tastes like rum it's 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 nowhere and everywhere at the same time right that's
0: a yeah it's it's not warm i guess it's it's just got a nice warmth to it a bit of warmth to it not yeah. too hot
1: but it's warm because it's strong yeah yeah you know, that, that hasn't been cut down out of the barrel so that's like 50 percent.
0: yeah you can you can
1: feel that though warming, warming you up from the inside yeah i can feel my six cheeks sucking in <laughs> Yeah, you're imploding.
0: I can just feel myself warming up, my my head warming up, and smile on my face.
1: Yeah, all of the stuff that the other two I brought today is the same thing. <clears throat> it's not cut down. It's uh, as nature intended, so to speak. If it goes into the bottle uh, for for retail, yeah, we'll pull it back. But just for the for the sake of you wanting to have the intensity of like mm-hmm. what it is, yeah, you'd be one of the few that actually get to have it, like literally poured off the tap. Yeah, well, wow. straight out.
0: That's pretty cool. So the whole hearts, heads and tails thing, that process, when you're, when you're distilling, you know, like so you've got it in your still, your pot or whatever, mm-hmm. it, kettle, boiler. Yeah, boiler. Kettle, yeah. So it's sitting in there. You've got your mash goes in. Is it a mash? A wash. Yep. A wash. mashes beer, is it?
1: Uh, mash is beer, yeah. Right.
0: So a wash. And wash is your initial... Fermented yep. product: barley, oats. No,
1: no, no. It's, it's, uh, what is it? Sugar. Yeah, just just sugar. Sugar. Just sugar. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, it's it's specific sugars.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's a But, yeah, it's, a, but it's sugar. Like beer, you have you have a, a, a barley is common in making beer, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, barley, mostly wheat. Um, but
0: here with with the rum, you start straight with the sugar. You go
1: past the a plant
0: product, and you start with the sugar.
1: Yeah. So so beer making, you take a, a starchy. Grain, and then you uh, basically cook it at a certain temperature to get a enzymatic activity going on to convert the starches into sugars. Then you sparge, the, sparge those sugars out into a laudaton or a <clears throat> f- fermenting vessel.
0: Just keep that... It I'm kind saying. of yeah, just near me too.
1: So yeah, there's a whole process before you make beer of actually converting starches into sugars
0: to get your sugar to base. To get your sugar. Then when you
1: get your sugar base, base you can pitch your yeast, and the yeast has got something nice and short chain to eat. Right. So that that'll break it down and create alcohol if you're really lucky. If you if, if you don't get an infection. Yeah. So rum making is, in some respects, easier. Because you're kind of circumventing that whole skipping process, skipping that
0: first step of having to convert the yep. starches into your sugars, yep. you start with your sugars, which is because rums coming from the Caribbean, where sugar plantations were, you've got sugar cane, so you have got, got the got product a, straight away. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
1: Bundaberg, right? You can buy yeah. Bundaberg sugar. Yeah, right. So Bundaberg sugar, the you know Northern Territory, far north Queensland, you know massive sugar plantations up there. Yeah, and. A lot of the yeasts that you buy, like a lot of people probably don't know, but a lot of the yeasts that you buy are propagated on molasses. So they already have an inherent a, a, a taste for it. Yep. Yeah, for, a sh- They're for that.
0: They're adapted to that type of food. Already
1: evolved for it. Yeah. Yeah. So home brewers will use white sugar. Mm. You know, it's cheap, really available. They'll use it. Turbo yeast. Off you go. You know, great for your eyes. Not really. <laughs> so if we're going to do rum, like I say, we're we're going to use as good a sugar as we can get. Yeah. Like the best of the best what is the best sugar you can get? That's what we want. Yeah. You know. Because we, we, we appreciate that we're already shortcutting that part of it. Yeah. So at least if we're 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 going to try and be respectful to to, to, to the art, you know, we're we're going to do the best we can with sugar. So the great product, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. And, and and it's and it's hard because you tell people yeah we make it with sugar. It's the first thing they think of. It's just it's white sugar. It's just white sugar. Yeah. You know refined sugar. It's like no, it's 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 not quite refined sugar. It's refined like it's not raw. You're not not stringing out the sugar cane, but
0: but these sort of things, the effort you put in here, is, are the differences that the people who know about this, when they yeah you know, when you start to sell, they start to talk about it. They you know people review it and that that's the sort of thing that'll separate you and set you apart and will get you the. You know, the mentions in articles about yeah. the product because it's not <coughs> just someone doing it in a big shed with a whole heap of white sugar. It's you know, mass-produced. Like you see a lot of the, the drinks that come out now in the – I don't know what
1: do we call like it. Like seltzers. and There's
0: seltzers yeah. and spritzers and alka-pops yeah. and all P- pals and those sort of things where I think they're just basically taking milk-produced ethanol, yep. dumping some colours and flavours into it and off you go. Yep. Yeah, Here you're actually following the process and doing it with the best products you can.
1: Yeah, and we make so it from scratch too. So, like we 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 don't buy our alcohol off anybody else. Yeah, you know, we 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 produce it. The the where we make it, everything's recycled. So all of our water that we use, you know, when we're distilling, comes out of a massive, t- you know, ten thousand liter tank, and it, it, it runs through the um, uh, reflux. Then it runs back into the tank to be recirculated. So there's 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 no wastage. The <clears throat> when we're finished with the wash, you know, it doesn't just get chucked out on the street. It goes into a septic system where it runs through drippers to go into a, basically a massive section where the grass will grow. Yeah. You know, so like the, the the wastage is as minimal as we can get. Yeah. You know, like we we, we try and keep a, a zero footprint. Um, but we do have packaging problems. You know, the sugar comes in plastic bags. You know, but it yeah. has to stay dry. So yeah, there are things you you, you can't beat.
0: And you can't really influence that upstream thing too much. No, I mean we're, much,
1: we're, we're a small player. You know, yeah. it's not like we're buying a hundred million dollars worth of sugar and we're, we're telling these guys we want it in you know paper sacks. Yeah, yeah. they're not going to listen. This this is this is how they sell it. Yeah, and we have the opportunity to buy it. Yeah, you know, and that's it. Um, the molasses though, um, the molasses comes from my uncle who who, who works down in Toadonga. He uh, is on the ships that import all of the molasses into New Zealand. So we literally just fill containers up, you know, and we recycle those containers. So it's not like we're buying 20 litre palatons and then dumping them, you know, we refill them.
0: So the molasses you use instead of the sugar when you're producing for the Luwak, is that, no?
1: Yep, so the yep. barrel aged stuff, yep. that, that's molasses. That's molasses. Yep. And so molasses
0: is sugar in a slightly more refined form.
1: Is no, it, m- is molasses? molasses is the, the byproduct of, of refining sugar. Ah, so that's that's right. You know, if, if you can imagine sugar's brown yep. to start with, when you when you boil it and you know you start distilling the sugar down, refining the sugar down, I should say. As you get browner and browner and browner, there comes a point where that brownness has to be removed to make the sugar white. So you've got the white sugar, and you've got the stuff left over which is molasses. So that's the boiled, burnt. You Know all actually, all the nutrients as well that the sugar cane has is in there, and then the white sugar is you know, it's just pure energy.
0: It's it's so it's was it, sucrose, glucose, sucrose, is it? Sugar. Sucrose, yeah, yeah, sucrose. Yep. And then here, I guess you've got sucrose and maybe other sugar types perhaps in there, and the yeast will then just eat that as well. Yeah, That's,
1: it's yeah. it's it's nowhere near as efficient as white sugar, of course. Yeah, and um, so you, you have to use some enzymes to and and uh. A couple of uh, like, basically vitamin, vitamins and minerals for yeast to really get it to go, but it'll go. Yep. You know, it'll it'll go on it, but it takes it does take a long time to ferment, yes. and it's pretty hard stuff to work with. It's pretty pretty thick. You know, it's um it's, 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 it's to actually get the to,
0: like. yeah well, yeah. So do you, you know? I don't want to give away secrets or anything, but do you mix it with water or something so the yeast yeah, can get into yeah, it to get to it to yep. be able to actually eat yep. it and ferment yep. it? So
1: you gotta you gotta heat it up to make it workable. Yeah. So it gets heated up and then yeah blended with a lot of water, you know. So you've you've got a specific gravity band that you've you've got to work with to to make it ap- uh, appealing for the yeast. If, if if there's not enough sugar in it, you get a low yield. Mm. If there's too much um, sugar in it, for a bit of a word, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's it's too strong and the yeast won't like it. It freaks out. So you you've got a band that you have to work with all the time. Yeah, you know, and that's what what we generally gun for is. Uh, something that will produce around about ten to twelve percent alcohol in the wash, so that's what we try and work with. Seven we can work with um, in the pot still, but in the in the column for the for the Kopi Luwak, molasses won't work. It, it doesn't produce enough alcohol to run through a column still.
0: So you need to use the what was the name of the Mas- other sugar? Mascovado. mascovado sugar, which the yeast is more adapted to eat more efficiently. And so you get a higher alcohol output of that. So instead yeah. of getting 7 to 12, what are you getting out of the Muscovado sugar we, we can get, wash?
1: Well, we can get 12 to 14% in right. the wash. Yeah. You know, um, it, it just seems to be more appetising for yeast. Mm. So we, we can get higher and you can run it through a column. So like I say, we've got two separate distillation setups. One's for the low yield, which goes into the barrels, which is that. And then we've got one for the, for the high yield, um, which... Ferments a lot cleaner, um, a lot more neutral. Uh, and that goes through a column still. And it's a full full copper column still. We're, we're, we have got another one turning up, which is a, a stainless with copper plates. And uh, I'll be experimenting with that one in the next month or two. What's the difference
0: between the two stills that you've got, the pot and the column?
1: Yep. So the, the old school pot still is, is like an alembic dome with a condenser that runs off the top. So it's like your classic Um, moonshine still you know it sits on top of a boiler and it has a
0: conical kind uh, of lead with a tube off the side
1: yep yep. and it's got the tube at the top that you run water in one end and out the other and it it drips down into a a, a, you know like a little catch can Yeah, Uh, the column's a bit different so a column's a big vertical stack Um, and as as the alcohol runs up it can run through different plates and effectively single, double, triple and quadruple distill as it runs up
0: so it goes up, hits a certain plate, cools again, condenses. drops, condenses, condenses yep. comes down again, gets reheated, and as the that reheating process allows it to release vapor or yeah, yeah alcohol can get,
1: yeah, yep. out yep. of it. Yep, so it boils and then condenses and then settles. Boils, so the settles, and
0: so the triple when you say it's a triple distilled product or. a... Whatever that's because it's running through a condenser column where it's got these layers, and so it's doing one distillation, two, or do you actually run it out of the unit into a bucket and then back through the unit? Is that a second and a third distillation?
1: Yeah, so that's a really good question. So if if you're if you're double distilling, triple distilling, or quadruple distilling in a pot still, you literally have to run it through again. Again, right? Yeah, but in a column, you you can you can have four, five, ten. Twelve columns, and you effectively get another distillation run as it's working its way right column. Yeah. yeah, so it, it 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 can take longer during the day to do that, but you only need to do it once. Hmm. So you, you you in theory, yes, you're getting a product that is quadruple distilled potentially, but it's it's not technically old been, school. Been through the machinery times. times. So so when we when we double or triple distill that. It's literally been reboiled with yeah. with clean water to go through again and again and again to clean it up.
0: And you double distill this? Uh, this? That's single distill this.
1: That's two and a half times. Yeah. So don't want to give away too much uh, proprietary information, but it's double distilled. It isn't, yeah. And then it goes into another wash, so to speak, to pull some extra flavors out. Mm. To be distilled the third time, so it's like right. we call it two and a half, 2.5 times distilled.
0: Well, whatever it is, it works, it's good. Yeah. If we had, um, if we had Taste Division here, yeah, people watching the show would just be like, they'd be
1: loving it, they'd be smiling, they'd be smiling. <clears throat> so, my my early, um, the first like 10 times I made the the, the rum Luwak with the coffee was done through that method, like trying to redistill, redistill, get the purity up, purity up. But it taps out. There's, a, there's only so much. There's only so so much efficiency that a pot still can run. They can't get to 99 percent. You know, it just physically can't. It just keeps catching too much water. Right. And so the the one of the first ones I brought you was is uh, probably the tenth time that I made rum luak to nail the recipe. And I distilled it four times. You know, we started at sixty, then it was 68, 69, 69 and a half, couldn't punch through 70. So the alcohol base that we started with wasn't massively pure. It was, mm. it was good, but it wasn't pure. There was still a lot of water in there. So to get the flavor of the coffee or the intensity of the coffee that I needed, you know, we were going over the top on water to coffee ratio. So when we're making the espresso, you know, there's way too much coffee in there. Mm. And so the coffee flavor... Feels stodgy, you know. It's like it's it gritty. There's so much coffee in this water; the ratio's out. Yeah, and then when it blends with the the rum, the rum's not up there, so the rum doesn't have the purity. And then you've you've got a, a, an, like overpowering a an overpowering coffee, overpowering coffee, and
0: of the gritty underpowered yeah, product. So,
1: so by the time you blend them together to try and get a forty percent rum, they're almost working against each other. Mm. You know, and even though in isolation they're they're probably not too bad. But together, they didn't quite work. But so we needed to develop a different
0: a, a method to turn process. that around. So you can have a, a soft, slightly softer coffee in so a way and a, a punchier rum right. base.
1: You're 100% correct. Yeah. So the second time around, not second time, it's like the 11th time around. The 11th time, we made a much...
0: Keep your mic just a little bit closer. Uh, yeah. uh, Sorry.
1: A much softer, smoother coffee. And because we'd now gone to a new distillation technique, uh, we could get close on 100% alcohol. Very neutral, very clean. And so as we drew the coffee back, you know, pulled the coffee notes back, uh, the flavors when they went together just worked so much better. Yeah. So an ultra neutral, clean rum, and then a nice, uh, not even espresso, it's like a... Also <clears> got <throat> like a macchiato coffee flavor. Put that together and you know, the rum's almost secondary. You wouldn't know you're drinking alcohol. Mm. It's that smooth. Yeah. And because there's extra extra water in with the, the coffee as it comes like as it gets blended, yeah, it's it's just it's just like taking a shot of coffee. You wouldn't you wouldn't even think about it mm. until probably three or four deep. And, <laughs> and then you'd know. Then you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you the I'll give you a taste of the the very last of the old iteration. Yeah. Like that's as good as we got. Yeah. Uh, with the pot still. You probably want to put a bit of water in there to <clears throat> get rid of some of that. That sparkling caught me off guard. The sparkling? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party in my mouth. So that's this is the last of the pot stilled stuff.
0: It's got a beautiful colour too. It looks good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean the, the colour's great. The, the smell's great. It it smells like a real, you know, heavily toasted espresso. But you'll see what I mean about it just being a bit disjointed.
0: It smells so good yeah. like it's just got, yeah it's got a beautiful fresh morning coffee smell to it but the, it's also got like banana some
1: like tropical kind of oh, that's the rum right flavor in there yeah so the, the, the pot still from the rum just has all these real you know inferred sweetness notes to it This one is aged, too, so you get a little bit of woodiness in there as well.
0: Uh, Barrel aged.
1: Yep. I think this was your favourite one, because, you know, I'd I'd used you for taste testing.
0: This is good gear. This is really good. As I say, you know, um, yeah, at the end of a meal you've had a nice meal, you're sitting down, you want something special, you want to bring out something special to someone and, you know, instead of maybe rolling out a bottle of port or something, so oh, I just try one of these. Or if you're doing the dessert thing, it's like, mm. oh, have an avocado with one of those, try that, you'd be like, that's just
1: premium.
0: It's so good.
1: Well, like it's almost got the cigar smoke yeah. to it, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's classy. Yeah,
1: so there's a really, you know, it's quite a toasted coffee bean and uh, my my business partner you know he 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 hand selects these the, the the coffee himself you know so it's it's roasted to his specifications um, actually free plug for him as well. Uh, but um yeah, it's 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 how he wants his coffee to be drunk in New Zealand and, and he, yeah. he does tailor it for New Zealand. New Zealanders will have a lot more of a darker grind, like a darker roast on their coffee mm-hmm. as opposed to Indonesia where it's actually like roasted. a softer roast,
0: mm. not a, like a, a lighter.
1: Yeah, yeah, but, but Kiwis, they love their but, dark roast.
0: Yeah. And that's, so what's that coming out at? That's at that's about 40% 42? or something. So that's
1: 42 One there,
0: that's the late That's the that's the gold standard.
1: Yeah. So this is this is the one we're working with now. So this is generation twelve. I'm just doing number thirteen, which is exactly the same as this. But um,
0: and so this is where you've cracked getting the right rum alcohol intensity coming through with the right coffee, without having to over push the coffee to try and get what you want. And so they mix really well together in this right. number eleven.
1: That's yep. It. So. It's the the coffee's pulled back just a touch. Yeah, like you can smell that a mile away. Yeah, you know, that one there, that's that's like morning coffee. Yeah, so we've dialed that back maybe fifteen percent. And what we've done is we've upped the rum a bit, actually quite a lot, um, but together they work quite well. So there's a sample bottle. You can you can be the first to crack a sample bottle.
0: Oh, look at that.
1: And so that one, because I'm so happy with it, we we haven't actually put it on oak at all. We haven't aged it. It's it's literally just each component was so good. We just blended them. So this is pre barrel. If you were going to barrel it, I, I I don't think you'd need to. I think it's so good, neat.
0: Yeah, you're right. It doesn't have the doesn't have the same really punchy coffee yep. smell. But it's got the it's got the soft, interesting flavors. It's got like, like I say, banana. Banana's not. but It's like chocolate.
1: Yeah, it's estery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Coming through. It's there's this phenolic. There's uh, a... it is. It's like a lots of cooked tropical fruits. Yeah, caramelized. A bit of coconut dark things. Mm. It's good. Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Even the mouth feels better. Like it's velvety. I mean, you've got massive legs running on this. Yeah, it's, it's so much silkier, softer. Legs? Uh, legs, yeah. So where it runs down the glass. Because this is stronger than the other one as well. This is 44%. So it's a little bit stronger, but you wouldn't know. Because mm-hmm. everything's just a little bit more in balance. Yeah.
0: That's good. So that's an evolution. That's 12 distillations. Well, we're not, we're not distillations. That's 12 cycles of make the product, complete the product, yep. test it, try yep. it, yep. make it again, tweak yep. something over.
1: Yep. And best case scenario, you know, you're looking at a month in between each, each test. And in reality, it's about two months because I have a, this thing called a day job, mm. you know, which takes priority. So
0: you said you, you, you well, you don't need to. To age that, I don't but, think so. But wouldn't you age some of that anyhow, just so that you have an aged version of it, and tr- like to try it? And from a from a sales or marketing perspective, just to say, well, there's this which you love. Well, here's the barrel aged one that's been sitting around for eighteen months, and it's another three hundred dollars a bottle.
1: You know, I don't know, but you, you can still taste that though, can't you? Yeah. Yes. Like- how do you improve on that?
0: Well, the, well, that's what I'm saying. From a sales and marketing perspective, would it hurt it? Be worth, it would be worth trying, wouldn't it, to just barrel age it and see if you if it follows a normal approach of it's in a barrel, the barrel's been to, uh, toasted nicely. It shouldn't detract. If it doesn't detract from it...
1: I get, I get what you're saying.
0: You'd say, <clears throat> I, I you'd, get, your sales guy could go, well, you're selling that for X hundred dollars a bottle. Well, I, I can probably sell that for X plus three because it's just... You know, it's like you go to shop, there's Jim Beam, Jim Beam's good. Oh, then there's Jim Beam Black Label. Oh, then there's Jim Beam Black Label with a yellow golden seal, whatever it is. It's like, well, it's another 30 bucks. so fuck, I haven't tried it. It's probably good because yeah. it looks good. I'll, I'll buy it.
1: And, and and the issue with that is that that is because bourbon starts off really average. Yeah. And then by ageing it, it, it gets better. Yeah. So the, the more oak character it picks up, you know, the more intense it gets, the more, it, you know, you, you, you lose it to atmosphere and lose it to the wood and it, it, it really drills down to the oak and the thing with that is that like it's already great. Yeah. You know, so you put it in a barrel, what are you what are you trying to achieve?
0: Mm. Are there other alcoholic products that are made like rum that start with a sugar base rather than a grain or plant base? Um so so rum is
1: rum the only one? Rum rum's yeah, anything that's made with, with sugar generally is Rum. rum. So a lot of home brewers, you know, when they're doing their whiskies and all that kind of stuff, it's 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 actually rum with whiskey flavour, or rum with scotch flavour, rum with bourbon flavour. Because they're starting from a sugar. They start with sugar, yeah. They're so, not actually going out and milling their own wheat. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I get so so then a home like a home brewer who's making a home brew whiskey who's starting with a sugar base is really making a rum.
1: Yeah, they're actually making yeah a, 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 a white a, rum, a fine sugar rum,
0: and then they're. Flavoring it, it
1: to make it taste like a bourbon, and so yep. if
0: you were to do that, if you're a home brewer of a whiskey like that, do you, you actually buy a whiskey flavor, an additive, that yeah, you put yeah. in? It's
1: literally in a in a container that big, around yeah. about, and it's 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 like a concentrated wood flavor. Mm. So you do your you do your rum, or you you know you do your your home brew, yeah, and then you grab that and you take the lid off and you pour it in and you shake it up and then you put it into your little Jim Beam bottles to make it people. Think that it's Jim bean, but it's yeah. actually not. Yeah, but it's they're all making rum. You know, these, yeah. the 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 vast majority of people aren't mashing their own grains. You know, and using rye and wheat and sorghum and millet and barley. Then they're not. It's white sugar. You know, any any guy who's a home brewer who goes to the effort of actually milling, mashing, and sparging his own grain, like. Fuck, high fives. Like, you're doing it right. Yeah. 90% of, probably 90 plus, not going to that level of detail. Yeah. But if they do, like, they're actually making legitimate, honest, proper whiskey product. Yeah. Proper whiskey. Otherwise, everyone else is just, you know, I mean, it's homebrew, right? It's what it is.
0: So, yeah, they talk about um, whiskeys having a peaty flavour because they're coming from out of Ireland and Scotland and there's peat bogs up there. Is that because, is peat part of the, Mash, Or is it part of the ageing process? Do you know? Like, oh, they
1: they 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 smoke the barley. <clears throat> on peat. They dry on, peat. On peat, yes. Yeah, so bu- uh, right. You know, like, they'll get peat and they'll ignite it. Yeah. And it will smoke. And the smoke goes through the barley. Yeah. And then they'll crush the barley. And then they'll mash the barley. And that smoke S- flavour stays with it all the way through.
0: So you could, if you wanted to make a... Re- a real New Zealand flavoured product, you could like you could use gorse and just smoke it on gorse.
1: <laughs> Cut down a
0: heap smoke of gorse, gorse dry it out and then smoke it on
1: gorse. Gorse gorse is actually underrated. Like everyone goes on about gorse, but if you had gorse wine. What? Gorse wine. No. Never you take the gorse flour. Yeah. Yeah, you can make wine out of it. Really? It's got enough sugar in the flour mm. to ferment. I mean,
0: mix it. For with real. It. Mix it with other stuff. If we had a producer, I'd ask them to fact check this and Google this.
1: Google gorse wine, producer. Yeah. No, uh, gorse wine, yeah. It's it's it's, it's really good, uh, surprisingly.
0: Never heard of it. Didn't know you could do it.
1: There's lots of things you don't know t- you can't do. To- I
0: told you about, my, um, did I tell you about my cabbage tree adventures the other day. So I was... Looking for some firewood. I think you guys were coming over. I was like, oh, I should get a bit of firewood because I'm just about to run out. And so I went down to the um, local recycling center where I know they've got some free firewood. I look in the bin. There's these big rounds. In, like in the what? In the bin. The bin. Yeah, the bin. Oh, the bin. The bin. Yeah. There's these <laughs> big rounds of wood. Yeah, this high is big. That's free firewood. I'm like, I loaded up the back of our car with it. It had been in the rain. It got a bit wet, but I thought, I'm going to let it dry out for a while. It's fine. Pulled out the car. The car smells. I've got the stuff at home. And for some reason, I don't know, I have no idea why, but the back of my mind, I was like, I just want to Google this. And so I Googled um, cabbage tree for burning. And the first thing that comes up on Google is... Early European settlers in New Zealand found that the cabbage tree was so bad at burning, they would often use it to line the inside of their chimneys. <laughs> <laughs> I actually called my dad and said, Dad, you're going to laugh at this. I bought some wood. Well, I didn't buy it, it. was free. But I got some wood and go and Google this. This is what it's used for, lining chimneys. That's how badly it burns.
1: You, you can see some cheeky asshole, Right. <laughs> Cutting down his cabbage tree, setting up that free-fold box going, some <laughs> yeah. fucking sucker's going to take this away. And it's probably going to be in Australia. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly had no idea, but I could could not believe it when I read it. It's like you, there can't be – how can there be a worse wood to burn than something you would line your chimney with?
1: It's, you know? It's like it's 98% like- water, right? Like, yeah. The only thing worse would be lighting a chimney with water. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. Well,
0: that's right. If if cabbage tree was not available, they'd resort to using ice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell.
0: Yeah. So it's I've got it sitting down the back. It hasn't dried out. Well, maybe it has. But I'm going to make it burn. I'm fucking burning it. There's no oh, way I'm not of, burning out it. Out a principle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fuck the neighbours.
0: But it might just be like it's a week later. It's still smouldering in the fireplace.
1: You yeah, will let that shit dry out for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and it'll yeah. be just like a twig, like a vanilla pod or something, by the time yeah. it's
0: done. I can just see I got a couple of kids down there with like little flame torches, flamethrowers for a couple of hours a day for two months in the summer time. Like, it's nearly ready.
1: <laughs> you should better burn it soon. What are you burning, Dad? I'm burning some tea tree. Do you want me to get some more diesel, Dad? <laughs> this tea tree needs a bit more diesel.
0: Oh uh, shit! Diesel. Good gear. Love the smell of diesel. In the morning or the afternoon, whenever. I used to work with a road crew years ago, building roads. It was my not my first job. My first job was with a video, like when the videos came out in the 80s. What videos? All, all sorts of videos. Um, video stores started as a thing.
1: Like Video Easy? Yeah. But we,
0: yeah video Headquarters is where I worked. Uh, great job. But I started there when I was 13. But then my next job after that was working for a road crew, a summertime job. And I was the stop-go guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stop the lollipop man. Yeah, lollipop man. Stop, yeah. Um, and the smell of diesel, I'll always remember from that because you use diesel to clean bitumen. The, the product that gets bitumen off everything bitumen gets onto is diesel
1: kerosene. Yeah. yeah but,
0: we, but we had diesel, so we'd use diesel.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So you're a lollipop man, eh? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was a lollipop man. Um, yeah, I've got some fun memories of that. I was also a broom man. So the lollipop man is also the broom man. When maybe it's different in other places of the world, in Australia, when you're just tarring a road, so you're not hot mixing, but when you're tarring a road, you have a spray truck, you know, like a little tanker, go up, yeah. drive up the road, the back of it's got bars a little jets, and they spray hot tar at like two hundred degrees Celsius on the road. Relative, relatively hot. Pretty hot. You don't want to get on your skin. <laughs> And then you have two tipper trucks that drive backwards. Tipper truck drivers are amazing, man. Yeah, with all those. Fucking good drivers. With the stones. Well, they're driving back with, what, 10 or 12 tonne of stone, elevated, like, slowly, dynamically changing as they're going uphill. But the spray bars and the width of the road in Australia is, I don't know, let's let's say it's 21 feet wide. I don't know what it is. And the trucks are 10 feet each. So you end up with a gap of about this big in the middle of it where it's just a strip of tar. Which you can't have. So the lollipop guy, once they've gone and they're driven up there and they've emptied out, your job is then to get a broom, like a big old yard brush, big, thick, bristled broom, and just sweep
1: excess rocks.
0: The excess to cover that little two inch gap that runs all the way up.
1: See, I thought I thought that was just the New Zealand thing course chip. Like that's that's course chip.
0: Yeah, no, we yeah of course, yeah we do the same thing. It's blue, blue metal on top of blue tar. Blue metal, yeah, on tar, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Tar goes out about 200 degrees. Uh, in certain areas, getting to Alpine areas, we do a little bit of work in Alpine areas, getting up to Cabramara in Australia. Uh, you mix in plastic beads with it. Which gives it some ability to expand and contract. With the so the tar doesn't actually just freeze, like when it goes, you know, minus ten or whatever, it doesn't just freeze and become brittle and crack and flake off. You mix in plastic beads with it, and then that allows it to when it freezes each night, and then the sun hits it and heats up to expand and contract a little hmm. bit. But we do that. We do hot mixing. We used to do the hot mix shuffle, hot mix shuffle. You know, like hot mix is different. Hot mix has got this funny. It's a cool looking machine with these. Almost looks like a futuristic spaceship in a way. It's kind of might have sort of a couple of wheels at the back. It's almost got a caterpillar track at the front and it's got a big hopper, slow down, big hopper, like a big frog mouth at the front. And a a truck with hot mix backs up to it and dumps hot mix, which is stones, little stones covered Mm. in tar Mm. and tack. Into the front of it, and Ashfield. Has, it has yeah, Ashfield. and it has conveyor belts which then run it down under the machine. You drive it slowly forward, and it pumps it out the back at a nice even rate and a depth that you want. And then guys go behind that, and will make sure it's just filling all the gaps, Trampet, yeah. that sort of thing, and yeah, sweep it around. But it's summertime, so everyone's wearing you know, your orange safety vest, Fucking hot, you know, like safety vest, pair of stubbies, pair of steel cap boots, and a pair of socks. So all you want to, you don't want to wear any more tight, but someone will like someone will sweep something around, and a little bit of that hot mix will go down the side of your boot into your sock, and so before you know it, it's melted through your sock and starting to melt into the side of your ankle, mm. and you just see someone do the, the hot mix shuffle, right. where they just throw the rake on the ground, start hopping on my leg trying to get their boot off, <laughs> and get this thing out of their ankle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, I had some funny times with those guys. Some some good stories. Some very funny, funny times. Good well, job.
1: It sounds like you, you know, were really on a on a career path. And yeah, I was. Man. What happened?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Video store. Hot
1: mix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good jobs, though. Really, really good jobs. Fun jobs. Fun and just really good jobs for a, for for a person for a kid to have for someone to have to experience. The world real a job, little yeah, bit. Real, real jobs, yeah. Well, the the video shop job was a good job. At Age thirteen, I had the responsibility of on a Sunday morning going in, opening up a store. They gave me the keys. I'd open up the store. I get it all set up with a computer system, which is new to have a computer system. And I was running like I was a shift manager at age thirteen. I was getting three bucks. I was getting three bucks an hour. Yeah. Get eight, eighteen dollars for a six-hour
1: shift on a Sunday. But yeah, I loved That's it. That's massive. Yeah. You know, this this is the funny thing, right? Most modern people, you know, I- anyone who was born after the year two thousand, this sounds like to me, it sounds like they're probably two years old, yeah. but they're not. They're they're, not, they're in their twenties yeah. now, right? <laughs> is that they never had the drama of going into a video shop and then trying to find the video wanted, like the one the one movie you wanted to see. And there was nothing there but a black and white picture cover, of it because the, all the or, other ones were rented or, out. Or it had
0: like a little yellow, yellow <laughs> cardboard tag stuck in there, it said, "You know, I'm I'm out, or I'm, I'm out. hired, or something." Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we was, we would have like like the, once a month, roadshow rep would turn up in the car, and they would bring in cardboard boxes, and it'd be like Christmas. It'd be like, "What is it?" It'd be like, "Oh, that's Rambo three, Terminator." And we'd have we'd have twenty VHS Rambo threes. And two Beta Max Rambo threes. Oh you still had Betamax. <laughs> we still had Beta. Fuck. Yeah, it still had them. We used to even rent out video recorders. Yes, rent out like a video recorder for fifty bucks. They yeah, did you Friday yeah, yeah, yeah. and Saturday yeah. night and three movies.
1: Yep. That kind of thing. Yep. And and you could you could you could see how how much money had been spent on this movie was relative to the amount of copies that they had on the shelf.
0: Oh, well it's how big a blockbuster it was. Exactly. How how how, how what? You, how important or you yeah. thought it was going to be? How so, big you thought it was? Gonna in,
1: be? Indie films back in the day was yeah, one. one. There was one. Yeah. And then if it was uh, Terminator, there'd be yeah, f- fourteen. They would. But then you go there on a Friday night and you pick, pick up your Chinese and your fish and chips, and they're all gone. They're all they're all turned over. Yeah. So, fuck, now what are we going to do? Yeah. Well, you can't go on Netflix and chill. No. You know,
0: gotta find something else to do.
1: And now we just gotta eat our dinner and chill. <laughs> 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 turn on the cathode ray tube. Yeah. It's two channels to choose from.
0: I was at a um I was at a, a building the other day and um in one of their foyers, they had an old school TV. Like even old school for you and I, yeah, you know, it's probably like a it's probably like a high end. I'm going to say it was a high-end 60s TV. Still quite wood cabinet-y. Yeah, nice. But, but rounded yeah. around yeah. the old green screen kind of thing. I, t- I took a picture on my phone. I haven't showed it to the kids, but I wanted to show it to them and say, what's that? And just see if they'd figure it out. You know, like, they no,
1: Dad, what is that thing? It's Fuck. weird. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this terrible, terrible story. And I I, I want to say it's my kids <laughs> that are guilty of this, but it's not. It's my wife. So... <laughs> my wife can I name names? I'm not going to name names <laughs> anyway we'd, we'd taken some looking at some photos for a calendar so we're working on a calendar that we do for the family every year we, and we send pictures in and anyway we had this one particular photo that we had to take a photo of it's an older photo it's, it's not digital yet so it's like a hard copy photo old school photo so give it to my wife My wife looks at it Oh yep. <laughs> really tried to swipe it She starts to try and swipe a photo
0: Babies that they have Babies that have grown up with um, iPads Like if the little kids Like real little kids You give them an iPad to play with for a little while Yeah. Then you give them a book They try and swipe the book And, that, and, that's and a, throw the book away
1: And that's acceptable Do you know? Right? Because yeah. that's all they've known yeah, But to a 30-slash-40-year-old, like, all that prior memory's gone. You, and they're so used to... Because,
0: it's, because I think in some respects, it's a more effective, efficient way to get your content. So you expect it. When I got my... So this is, would have been, what, 2009 when the iPhone came out? When I... 2009? 2008, 2009, around there. So I got my first iPhone.
1: Before then. Oh, no, you're you're about right, 2008, yeah. Yeah, round
0: then. Whenever they first came out, I got the first one, and it was amazing.
1: It was just like, this is so cool. You
0: can get games and apps and shit. But I sat down on the couch and, like, play with it for a couple of hours, like, loading it up. You know, like, the the things you could buy on the App Store were the picture of a fireplace, $1.50. Like some bastard out there made a million bucks and all that his app did. I brought well, that. Yeah. Because, because
1: it, it sounded good too. Yeah. It actually had the Yeah. K- 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 had the. Crack it did.
0: It, just, it just looped a 30-second video yeah. of a fireplace. But it was $50. a good loop.
1: And I, I, I brought it and I'd sit there and try and figure out when the overlay would happen. <laughs> you did the same, right? Like, yeah. When is it?
0: Well, I got the free version, so you got an ad. You could tell when the loop had finished. But after looking through all that stuff for a couple of hours, I went to my computer, my laptop, and you know what I did? As soon as I went to interact with it, I went to push the screen. Yes. And I remembered. I was like, "This isn't a touch screen laptop. They don't have touch screen l- laptops. They haven't been invented yet. yet. No. But you could just see, like, Steve Jobs must have been going." Fuck me, we're gonna make millions. So we're gonna make our laptops touch screen as well. People be like, no, that's crazy. Be like, You're fired. Everyone make them touch screen. Because it was just so intuitive. There was no there was no mental hurdle to touch the screen of my laptop to make it do something. It's like, why aren't all laptop screens touch screen now? Yeah
1: Yeah. I think that's why kids, you know, can can walk into Nana and Granddad's house and see a photo on the cabinet yeah. and pick it up and then Swipe it. Start to try and swipe it.
0: Yeah, and then throw it away because it's broken. What's
1: wrong with this? Yeah. It's not working. Yeah. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this shit?
0: Well, they don't-, they what, don't what is this
1: old school witchcraft?
0: 30- <laughs> What is it? Something like 30%- I don't know what the number is. Some Make up some cool number. 76%, 120% of things that you use in your life haven't been invented when you are born. So for us, it's like Walkmans, CD players, DVD players, Blu-ray players- Skyboxes, Netflix, IMAX, laptop computers. I, I remember back in the 90s, a mate of mine had like a, a laptop, but it was, it, was, it was like half the size of a laptop, but too big to be a mobile phone. Super clunky thing, had no internet. I don't know what the fuck he used it for. Honestly, it would have been so low spec. You know, but all those things, none of them were invented, and now we use them all the time.
1: Running a 286 processor. 286. At best, showing off might even be an eighty-eight six, the, the precursor. You, you know
0: uh, Ray, the 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 racist? He um he imports pallet loads of old laptops, and just figures out like, so what model is this? What's this? Okay, and then you know, amps the RAM, puts a bit of hard drive
1: in it, tweaks this and that, the settings, and then sells it off as something you know, which is usable. The retro, the retro market's nuts. Yeah. I I just picked up yesterday, such a random conversation, I just picked up yesterday an arcade machine. Did you? A six-button. A sit-down or a stand-up? It's a a, um, bar top, but it's a a proper old-school retro arcade machine. It's got quite a few games in it, but it's a six-button joystick. What's it got on it? What games? It's got Street Fighter on it. Does it? And Raiden. Wow. Yeah. And World Heroes, which is actually my favorite.
0: World Heroes?
1: Yeah. A little bit left of center. Where's that going? Upstairs, downstairs, or downstairs? It's in. It's already in the rumpus room. Is it? Yeah, with the pool table Yeah, and the dartboard. It's amazing. Right. R- I mean, oh, I...
0: Do, do you rump in there quite often? My wife and I,
1: <laughs> no names named. We were down there all last night. <laughs> yeah. two players. Yeah. So good. That's good, man. Yeah, that's cool. What do they call it? CGA, CGA graphics. CGA, CGA. Jesus. You know what? I
0: I had a friend at school, and I tried to be him, but I couldn't do it. He um he was like the first computer guy at school, and this is when the computer market was still fragmented. It hadn't settled. hadn't hadn't distilled itself down to Apple and Microsoft. All right. You could buy an apricot. You could buy a, an Atari
1: and, a, oh, a, the, and an Acer. and Ata- like Atari, Amiga, Commodore. Yeah, all these things. Yep. Amstrad. Amstrads. Before the Commodore 64, everyone
0: had, you know, they were all awesome. C16, yeah. Before that, whatever this thing was, it was just like a, a tape deck. Totally. And a screen. And you'd, you'd put a tape in and start the tape playing, and then you go and have dinner and come back, and hopefully it hadn't somehow screwed itself up. And then maybe the screen would come on and you could type in a few commands to That's make right.
1: some areas of the screen yep. light up. CMD, yep. yeah. So I, I remember these days, like, these is the best days of my lives working on these things. But <clears throat> as, as well as my friends that, that actually had tape decks, you know, my cousins, because they had a lot more money than we did, their computer ran off of tape. And so you'd rewind the tape. I I think it was an Amstrad. You'd rewind it. You push it, and you press play. And you press play. And and then, you know, you'd go command play a colon slash game dot ex, and and it would play. But the tape would be running the whole fucking time. Yeah. And then. You know, when I went to uh, intermediate, I did computer studies at intermediate. And by this time, like I thought I was already pretty savvy because I, I I had an Atari five twenty and there was the Amiga five hundred and the Atari five twenty. So I had the Atari. I was like, yeah, fucking so far above you fucking pricks. So I went to this computer studies and we were we were dealing with what uh, call the three and a half inch floppies. Three and a half inch floppies. So I did computer studies. And uh, we worked on these. We were working on these old. Uh, I don't know if they were like ex banking or ex business PCs that had these discs. Oh, the
0: five and a half. Each. No, no,
1: they were bigger.
0: Right.
1: They were like f- fucking nine inches, and and the disc inside was like an LP. Yeah, yeah. And you'd put these things in, <laughs> turn the thing to lock it on, yeah. just in case it like fucking jumped out <laughs> god knows why and then that was it you know green like not even i don't even mean green was invented it was like black and white screen it was still yeah. monochrome yeah my i'm pretty sure my uncle had a, this was back in i want to say like
0: 87 or something a um an IBM yep. pc home pc and i think it had like the, the big a big this not the not the five and a quarter inch yeah, this yeah, like There's 3 and then there's bigger that, things. Yeah, yeah bigger things like, big an yeah. like an LP,
1: like an LP in a plastic case that yeah. didn't even have the spring-loaded metal clip that the machine would pull apart to read it. You know, this this is like. It's, it's analog. It's, yeah. it's the origin of analog. <laughs> you had to actually digital. go in and change the needle every time, every now and again. Just about. <laughs> yeah. You could actually see the oh, 01110. One, one, uh, you, you could see it running the, the sequence.
0: So, this I was going to say, this friend of mine who I was trying to be because he was just so good with computers back then, this thing where you had the tape and the screen and you'd load it up, like he'd be loading it up and he'd just go, no, nah, we need to restart it. You go, why? He's like, no, nah, I can hear it. It's not right. 'Cause you could hear the thing like it was as it was loading stuff, like an old modem, we were going doop doop, doop, doop doop this thing was making some sound as it was loading stuff. And he'd be like, nah, nah, it's falling over. And he's probably just pulling my leg at the time, but I was like, he's fucking genius.
1: How does this guy know this shit? <laughs> playing yeah. those games, you know, like I I remember playing um one of the one of the first games that blew my mind was um not Dungeons and Dragons, it was um like a goblin game and you could shoot a shoot like a lance two d scroller dig dug no not 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 dig dug not not, not dig dug we, we had all those Atari games when I was younger like Atari you know it, it was out you had arcade machines they were there yeah. I'm sure it was oh, ghouls and goblins mm. ghouls and goblins that was the one where you could actually power a dude up Ow. so you weren't you didn't just you weren't just defined by you know, a uh, uh, a a one dimensional uh, spaceship going back and forth. Yeah, and then firing. Now you could get armor. Yeah, and you could upgrade your weapons. It's yeah, like, yeah. Fuck is that? Is this real? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, insane. Uh, I the first interaction with a digital device that I can remember, we would have been about 10 years old and it was like the era of when the Donkey Kong little handhelds came oh, out. Oh, right. But prior to Donkey Kong, or maybe Donkey Kong came out earlier, but it wasn't the first game that we saw. We had one, I want to call it there a jail n- jailbreak.
1: N- Nintendo, Nintendo brought out the handheld.
0: But these are the single LCD screen ones. LCD screens, yeah. LCD screens. And just like a left and a right button. And pancake was one of them. Like you had a little LCD guy yep. which would move across and try and catch Yep. There were two buttons on the a right, press.
1: A and B, and there was up, down, left, right on the left. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah, was that,
0: that was it. And then um, a mate of mine got a watch. I don't know what type of watch it was. It was a Casio
1: watch with a fucking calculator in it.
0: It was better than that.
1: And it could do cosine?
0: No, 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 no. It had a game in it where... You could use the buttons on the side of the watch to, to shoot, and like a little UFO would fly across from left to right, and you could kind of move a cannon, like you know, left, 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 right, shoot. We're like, this is insane technology. How yes. how does this happen? So, the world's gonna end. It's ins. How, no. how do
1: how how do we how do we how do we go this, beyond this? It's like, it's like this
0: is impossible. The,
1: the Nokia 60s. 66.10. <gasps> Bill Gates. Everybody had those sixty-six 16
0: megabytes of RAM is enough for any human. And no one just, needs
1: more memory than that. But everyone, everyone, our age, your members are playing Worm, right? <laughs> and your Worm gets longer and longer. And you're like, fuck, this game is so fucking mm. intense. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, my Worm is like yeah. 10 centimetres long. <laughs> you can call around yourself trying to say, oh, back a spiral around. Uh, okay, now. And then now you look at computer games and it's it's a free for all, you know, uh what do they call it? open world. Oh yeah, you know.
0: Yeah. Did you know what Matt was saying the other night that um his brother got banned cuz they're playing some like some multiplayer PlayStation racing game and someone who was racing against whether he knew them or not, he tried to call them a fag or something, like to text that to them and PlayStation went, that's it mate. You're out for a week. They booted him off the PlayStation gaming system for a week. For a trigger word. Yeah, for a trigger word. Yeah, that's it. You're out. Mm. We were talking about this last night. This censorship is
1: just everywhere now. So we're talk- yeah, c- c- you know? but, but censorship's one, one. it seems really one-sided. Yeah. Right? So if you think about censorship and whoever, whoever's in, uh, I'll talk about any kind of politics you want. But who is in power seems to be able to wield the censorship weapon. Mm, yes. And then you you have whomever is not in power is unabled, censored. Yeah, is censored. Yeah. So it's like history is is written by the victor. Yeah. And as long as I'm the victor, yeah. I'm going to shut you the fuck up. Yeah. And rewrite what happened. Yeah, that's right. And th- and that's the way it feels like. <laughs> whether you're dealing with New Zealand, Australia, American politics, whatever it is it just seems that whoever in power is the wielder of the censorship and i was thinking to myself well if 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 the the democrats are going to censor any kind of remotely right wing conversation why aren't those not in power censoring any democratic propaganda whatever you want to call it like what, what,
0: well, like you're saying, they're not because they're not in power. They're not, not controlling power, the but, platforms.
1: But or. what is the difference in the mechanism to make that happen? So, you know, if you talk about Donald Trump, so you say Donald Trump, you know, he, he set up Truth Social. He's got all these things. He, he has his right wings, and then, you know, you you have the um, the Democrats that go so far out left, it's ridiculous. They, they, they should, they're theoretically... There should be censor wars that should be cancelling each other off.
0: Yeah, I think, the, I think the challenge there, though, is that Truth Social doesn't have the number of people using it, well, it seems, as there was, something like Twitter. That was an example. Yeah, but, but I think that's a good example, and that Truth Social was established because Twitter, which was the original platform everyone's communicating on, is extremely left-wing in its, in its orientation. But, but, and so, but it's,
1: it seems that all... All, All this any, social media, any, anything mainstream, social media it's seems to be very left leaning. Yeah, agreed, yeah. definitely. We're like Andrew,
0: Andrew Tate, the guy. He just got banned off everything two weeks ago. Everything, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever. They just like you are out, mate. Mm-hmm. For everything, because his his take, yeah, it's 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 right wing. It's um oddly. You know, old school in a lot of his takes on the way men and women interact. Yeah, you know, And he just got completely banned mm. everywhere. And I was saying this to Matt. Like, I don't think you should be banning people. I don't think they should have banned Trump. I mean, off Twitter and everything. Let people speak. Let them speak. You don't have to listen to them. You don't have to follow them. No, no, you don't no, have to subscribe right. to them. That's right. But let them speak. And then if you want to. Engage with them, and if you if you think they're totally wrong, then have a really good argument. Engage with them, and show them that they're wrong in front of millions of people. And so maybe some people will go, "Oh yeah, actually, he's a knob."
1: I'm gonna not. I'm gonna unfollow him. This 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 is what I think, right? Is that I I agree with you, and I agree with you because I think that if you want to have an educated discussion about something whatever it is. The moment you censor something, you're dumbing the conversation down because no one gets to see the other side. Yeah. So let's say you don't like tomatoes, but I fucking love tomatoes. Now, I'm currently in power and I want everyone to like tomatoes. So you say tomatoes are bad. They're related to the uh, Deadly Nightshade family and no, any any, any tomato-related conversation is, is going to be shut down. It's fake news. And now, if you don't like tomatoes, you're a fucking
0: dick. Yeah. Basically. Well, you're on the outside. You're an outcast. It's like, what? You don't like tomatoes? But the emperor loves tomatoes.
1: Yeah, the emperor the, who's got no clothes on loves his tomatoes. Yeah. So you are now creating a whole generation of people who can't parlay, who can't debate, who yeah. can't critically think. Now, if I said to you, I like tomatoes, and you said, you don't like tomatoes, we would discuss hmm. the pros the and cons, cons of tomatoes. tomatoes. And we'd still be friends, Yeah, but we'd agree that we see tomatoes in different well, ways. And we might even get to the point where we go,
0: you know what? Actually, there is a part of tomatoes. I like the colour of tomatoes. Yeah. I just don't like the taste of them. I
1: fucking love tomato sauce, but yeah. I don't like tomatoes. Yeah, but that conversation can't happen it if you just ban happen. me off the platform. Right, that's right. So you, you, you're... you're Almost directing like lemmings off a cliff because they can't yeah, see yeah. past their blinkers. Well, There's no this constructive, critical conversation. Criticism,
0: nothing. How do you. How, you know, language is so important to us as humans. What separates us probably from all other animal species, you know, very generally and broadly, is language. There's no other animal that we know of that communicates like we can at the level that we can.
1: If you stop that,
0: yeah, Stop you're, you're, that communication. You're devolving.
1: You're devolving, aren't yeah. you? You're going backwards. Yeah, you're dumbing down. You know? yeah.
0: Have you seen, I haven't seen or read, read about this. The, um, television crew found, I don't know where it is. Um, if, if we get a producer, they can Google it for us. Let's just say a tribe of people, and they'd never established mathematics as part of their culture to the extent where they couldn't count Beyond let's say three. They knew mm-hmm. one, they knew two, maybe they knew three, and beyond that it was a big number. So they'd never established like a the, the concept of, you know, like a decimal counting system. One, two, three, five, six, ten, eleven, twelve, just, just right. repeating every ten yep. digits or any sort of a num system like that. So these guys, when they would herd their goats, they'd have their goats in their pen at night time. And the young boys' jobs was when they let the goats go out, they had a pile of rocks. And so like the 16 goats would go out, and he put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, sixteen. 16. All of the rocks went across, so all the goats went out. So at the end of the day, they bring all the goats home, and they bring all the goats back in, and his job to count them back, and they go, Oh no, there's still some rocks here. They couldn't count how many rocks are here. So the television crew are going, like, Seven rocks left, you've missed seven goats. And these guys had no idea. So they'd run back out in the dark, and they'd find goats, like they'd find four goats, and they come running back in, big smile on their faces, we found the goats, and they'd move four more rocks, and they go, ah, we're still missing goats. And the camera crew are like, are you out of your fucking mind? Because they had never conceptualised the way of counting like we do. So they couldn't do it. And this is the problem you really have with stopping free speech. Like, imagine if you just banned the word riot and revolution. If you just And this comes up in Orwell's 1984. Mm. You, you ban the, for two generations the use of the word revolution. Anyone caught saying that, you just execute them on the spot, and it's outlawed from all writing. You go back to all texts. You remove it. Any book that mentions a revolution gets burnt. After two generations, people can't get together and talk about having a revolution no, because they exist. don't know the word. No, they can't exist. conceptualize it.
1: It doesn't take that long.
0: That was the freakiest, the actual scary concept of 1984 when I read I think I read it in like the in the in the preface or the notes afterwards or something, it was it was it was like, holy shit, that's scary. If you do that, that's scary. And that's where this that's why this is such a big thing to say compelling speech or to restricting free speech. And even if you don't like someone, if someone's saying, Yeah, we should do any sort of shit we want with our pants off everywhere, it's like guy, you're a wanker. But you still got to let them say that because if you don't let them say that, who gets to choose what gets to be said and what doesn't get to be yeah. said?
1: So, so what you said there is really important. Who gets to choose and why? Mm. Right? Who mm. gets to choose and why? Yeah. Who 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 is this person that gets to choose?
0: That knows.
1: Who is this grand, pooh bar
0: Knower of what's right and what's wrong?
1: That's right. So. So who's this person? And I, I used to hate this thing. You know, I'm a tradesman, obviously, but I've done, you know, quite a few years in, in working in corporate. Used to be a you know, team manager and all this kind of stuff. And the one thing that used to fucking piss me off was the business. Mm. The business says. The business doesn't like, you know, the business thinks we should. And I'm like, who the fuck is this business? (laughs) He's got a name, right? What's his fucking name? I'm going to go have a fucking chat with this guy. (laughs) The business. business. (laughs) There is no business. There is a person. There's somebody's name, right? If me and this business (laughs) would sit there and go out on the town, the business might not Make it home.
0: Well, or it might be that the, you and the business go out and suddenly the business realises that actually the tomatoes are could okay do. or I like tomato sauce.
1: He could do. He, he, he might like tomato with chipotle or sriracha or yeah. whatever the case may be. But it's like this this whole, you know, uh, hiding from, you know, the lower down, the business. And that's what the thing about the government. It's like clearly... You talk about America if if you think about American politics, we're not talking about it, but if you think about American politics, Joe Biden is suffering from some fairly severe uh mental um issues, like he's incoherent, you know, he he, he doesn't know where he is one minute to the next. And you think about that that he's the leader of the free world. And, and you you can find any clip you want where he'll he'll put his hand out to shake someone, shake someone else's hand, and then ten minutes later he, well, actually, less than thirty seconds later, he'll put his hand back out because he's already forgotten. You know, so he's he's obviously suffering from dementia and all these other things. But he's supposed to be the leader of the free world, right? Clearly, he's not. So who, who is? is yeah, yeah. Who, who who was this person like i say the business who are these people that are you know creating these the, these, the, narrative, the narrative pulling the, rules, the strings the and descriptions what we shouldn't shouldn't feel all these kind of things and so you know getting back to where we were 10 minutes ago if you can't have a An an honest and robust, critical and objective discussion with somebody else. Like you're already fucked. Yeah. You know you need to be able to negotiate and stand your position, accept someone else's position, and then discuss why it's different and why you could be right or wrong, and if you could be right or wrong. Yeah. And and you might be. You know, it's like. That's a big thing.
0: Try you gotta try to keep your mind open to the fact that you know. Hey, there's something else I could learn here. Like I don't. I maybe I don't know everything. Like I really think I know this. It's really hard to do. It's really hard to do.
1: You know. F- flat Flat Earthers. Flat Earthers are a great example. Yeah. You know, and they get me thinking. You yeah. know, because because some of the arguments they put forward are legitimate. It's like. Okay, everything that I've been taught is that the the Earth's a sphere. And there's a rate that, you know, if you think about we go from point A to point B, the curvature of the Earth should be this many meters to this point and this point. And we've got customers, you know, in, in my business, we have customers that are hardcore flat earthers. And they've sent me, they send me photos of where they are to White Island or Waiheke or Coromandel. And they're standing in a beach in Auckland and they've got a like 400 times zoom lens which is looking at the sand on Coromandel Peninsula. And, and, and they'll say to me,
0: If the Earth was round, you wouldn't be able to see this.
1: If the Earth was round, the curvature of the Earth would be 235 metres between here and there. So theoretically, we could only see the tops of those trees. So tell me, how can we see that sand? And I'm like, Fuck it, man. I don't have an answer, but we can see that stand <laughs> from Auckland. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I don't know. But I'll entertain them, and I'll say, yeah, actually, I can't answer that. You know,
0: I think for the flat earthers, I guess the question is um, why? Why is it such a big conspiracy? Like, why? Why do we try to trick everyone to make the world to make them think the world is round?
1: Well, and what's on the other side? You know, mm-hmm. like because they say you know since the nineteen sixties. Every government in the in the world has put up military patrols around Antarctica, and then you know because it's a big ice shelf, and we can't get on the other side it's like so what's on the other side if they actually get over that shelf, what are they going to like knock on a glass wall yeah and who made the glass wall yeah you know so just what yeah just what just why and is is the moon problematic like i've never the the sun's problematic. Like, I have an issue with the sun and then, and, and so I fucking hell. So flat earth is like and I'd have a dollar each way. Like I don't know because I've not been to space and seen Earth, right? So I, I I don't I don't actually have an opinion. But if the Earth was a sphere and the earth was flat and you look at a flat earth map and you go, All right, here's the eastern seaboard of America and then on the flat earth map here's Antarctica,
0: all the way around the outside.
1: Well, Africa, so say, you know, the, yeah. the western seaboard of Africa. So, theoretically, if, if the flat Earth model's correct,
0: to get from there to it, there, it
1: wouldn't be a four hour flight from here to here. It would be a, you know, 36 yeah. hour flight right across, across flat Earth.
0: You'd be flying backwards. But there are
1: flights that go the other way, you know? Yeah. But then at the same time, they do the whole curvature of the Earth thing. And you look at the curvature of the Earth and, and very seldom do you find anything disputing. This is the thing. Well, supporting uh, the curvature uh, of the Earth. And again, like for me, the
0: perhaps I've just been totally indoctrinated by mainstream physics and, and have believed that the world is a globe and the sun's a globe and everything's basically globular out there. And so I've never questioned it enough. But... I would have thought there'd be a whole heap of pilots going, nah,
1: man, it's a scam. They
0: teach us at pilot school to just pretend that we're flying that way, but we're actually turning the plane around yeah, and flying well, that way. We just don't tell anyone.
1: So, so, so pilots get told to, to, to use a flat map. So, you know, they're, they're, they're taught that the map should be flat. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, if you're following a sphere, if you look at a sphere, any, any point that a plane is perpendicular to the sphere, it's flat. So, wherever it is, they're always flat. And like I said, I don't have a dollar reach.
0: Those planes aren't actually flying in straight lines to get between places. If they're in long haul flights, no, they're no, flying they, curves because the they, planet's they turning underneath them. So they're yeah, actually right. flying curves. Yeah,
1: so they're, they're flying to meet it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. And and like I say, I, I'm not spherical Earth or flat Earth because I don't know. You know, I, I live on the Earth. I don't know what the fuck it is. Could be, couldn't be.
0: Well, here's another thing. Yeah, but, night but, time.
1: But the sun's the thing that fucks me off. Yeah. Right? The sun and the seasons. So if the earth was flat, and and there's there's arguments pro-flat earth, and a lot of them make sense. But then there's arguments pro-sphere. So if the sun comes up, well, the whole earth is in day. Does that make sense to you? Of course not. And then you've got the North Pole and the South Pole that have six months of dark. But if the earth was flat, if the sun came up, it's like it's shining a light on a fucking dinner plate. It's day it's everywhere. Planned. It's day everywhere. <laughs> Well, you,
0: that sounds logical, but clearly we're missing something.
1: But but maybe I'm missing something. Yeah.
0: You know? Or at nighttime. When you go out at nighttime, you know, you 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 get out there at 10 o'clock at night. It's dark. You lay down on a ma- uh, blanket you got your friends around and you're looking at the stars and it's awesome. And you know, six hours later, the sun comes up and like those stars that were there have moved over there. And then... If you did it, you have a long weekend. You do it again the next night. Those same stars start there and move over there. So, how does how does the flat disc account for that? Or does a, does a flat disc turn around? No, it
1: doesn't. It's always it's always moving up, whichever direction up is. It's always moving up at like four thousand feet per minute, whatever it is. There's there's things about it, and and I like I'm not an expert. I don't know, but the point is. The entire and what holds things to the earth? Like, don't you have to throw gravity? Gravity. Out? So, so, so the thing about gravity, like, as we understand gravity in a spherical Earth,
0: and why do we only live gra- on one side of the Earth? Why hasn't anyone gone round the other side? What do you mean? Well, isn't it, if it's a flat Earth. We don't. They don't have two. They don't oh, have yeah, two yeah. sides, do they?
1: Yeah. Well, you can't get out. You know. So th- this is the thing. Like, my my whole point. This is, is
0: sounding I'm, less I'm, and less believable.
1: But. Both sides are believable or not believable. It, it depends, but the whole point of well, no, this what's argument a, what, but is...
0: But what's the, what's the unbelievable part of living in a sphere? Like, what's the unbelievable part? People take a photo of Waiheke and they claim that it's... They shouldn't be able to see it. They've probably just done their math wrong in terms of the amount of curvature. Well, see... That's a simple thing The to thing is, is that gravity... I mean, just, I think some of these guys would struggle with the maths.
1: Gravity just doesn't affect... Doesn't just affect... Matter it affects light, so so gra- gravity will actually bend light down. So yeah, but I don't know if
0: that's what's happening there. But here's a, like here's a really good one. So you got a flat Earth map. It's a flat Earth map. It's a disc. We've gone so far from what I was actually
1: talking about.
0: But this is a good one because I hadn't thought of this one before. It's like after do flat Earthers think that we've only had I don't know, like a few thousand. Years living four, here, four thousand. Oh, do they? Yeah, four thousand. Oh, is that yeah, part of the flat Earth theory? They're they're a number, yeah. Okay, well, that, okay. Now this is now the same, nonsense as, is same, making same more same sense. Same
1: as like, the guys that think Noah's Ark. You know, it's right. like Noah's Ark happened. Ah, oh. and 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 all no,
0: no, these... Noah Noah's Ark. I would say probably did happen ten thousand years ago when the whole Younger Dryas thing happened. I'm sure there were people who somehow there were built big boats to ride stuff out. I I think that probably happened oh, multiple yeah. times, multiple yeah. arcs.
1: Possibly happen, but 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 the, but, but not all of but, the animals. No, not all the animals.
0: <laughs> but but with the with the flat Earth thing is, how come it's a disc like it's a pizza? Yeah, with yep. a pizza, pizza dish. The toppings only on one side. Yep. And with flat Earth, it seems like the pizza, the toppings only on one side. The people are only on one side.
1: Yeah. Why? Like, why didn't anyone ever? Hasn't anyone gone around the other side? You. you but you can see some credence in flat Earth. Why? Right? When I where I'm struggling. So so I. To clarify, I'm not a flat earther, but what I'm saying is that I'm willing to debate Oh, I'll debate it, yeah. Right. So th- this is the thing. This so, is the whole thing about censorship. And this is what I'm trying to get round to, yeah. is that I'm more than happy to have the conversation Yeah. How,
0: it should be How had. wrong would it be to say, hey, flat earthers, you guys are all You're banned wrong. off Twitter. You cannot yeah, go on Twitter. 100%. A... You but, cannot spout this nonsense anymore. But
1: tell me how it works. Tell me how you see it. Yeah. Uh, I conv- want to talk to a flat earther and understand why the topping's only on one side of the pizza. Convince me. Yeah. yeah. So they say gravity is a construct. Like, gravity doesn't exist. When, so, if you think about a spherical Earth. Then what's
0: this? What's doing this? Right,
1: correct. So, as we know, the round Earth, like, there's a, a pull to a mass. And yes. It's equal across the entire sphere. No matter where you are, it pulls to the centre.
0: And if we, just out of interest, just if we were to say that makes sense, which would allow us to have satellites which go orbitally around the planet and like Starlink and all that sort of stuff, and people can buy Starlink things which are using satellites now. That stuff all works based upon it being a globe. It exists.
1: So yeah. it exists. So so gravity is explained by people who believe flat Earth, whether they're right or wrong, don't have an opinion either way, is that the the Earth disk is traveling north at 4,000 feet per second, whatever it is, right, traveling up. So right. that when I throw something up and it comes back down, it's because... Traveling this up. is travelling up, so there is no gravity. What there is is that it's catching up to the Earth, travelling up. Got gotcha. you, right? Yep.
0: Okay, fair enough. That makes sense. I'm convinced. No, no I'm but, not. But, really.
1: but, but like I say, we've 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 not gone off topic, but we've gone fucked. You know, we've we've kind of gone to no, weird, but it, no, weird it's, ground. But it is. But it's it's, it's
0: interesting to, to to think about that first of all you i 100% agree with you that you shouldn't ban people from people from being flat earthers you shouldn't knock no. them off twitter because no. they they have this opinion you know because what who was the um who was it was it copernicus who was burnt at the stake because he said ah you know what the the sun doesn't revolve around the earth the earth actually revolves around the sun it's like you fucking you heretic, heretic. yeah burn him he's a witch
1: yeah but he dude was right. He got banned. He got cancelled. That was wrong, you know. He, the, the guy yeah. got burnt to death for that. That's it's that's like, relatively extreme cancellation. Yeah. Yeah. That's but that's cancelled. He, you know, li- he's like, literally cancelled. <laughs> <canceled. laughs> <laughs> His whole show's fucking cancelled. You
0: mean my Twitter's gone, no man, you were cancelled. No, what do you mean?
1: You're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You're over. Good. You're not know, gonna talk you. to anybody after this. Mm-mm. I going to have a piss.
0: Mm. Um Can you pause that? Yeah, we'll we, no, we'll end it. We'll come back for part two. Okay. There we go. That's how we manage it. Without a producer we
1: <laughs> can't pause things.